You've been pulled over by the police. They suspect you of drunk driving. They want you to take field sobriety tests. What should you do? Hi, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income. What that means is that the less you make, the less you pay. So let's talk about field sobriety tests in a drunk driving case. So you get pulled over, the officer wants to make a determination whether or not they believe that you are operating under the influence of alcohol. One of the main things they're gonna want you to do is take field sobriety tests. So there are a number of field sobriety tests that they can give you, but there's a, uh, there are three tests in particular, they call, they're called the battery of field sobriety tests or the standardized field sobriety tests. There are three uh, such tests that, uh, that are in this um, battery. The horizontal gaze nystagmus test, or HGN, that's what we're going to talk about today. There's the nine-step walk and turn, which we spoke about uh, a couple days ago, and there's the one-leg raise. So these field sobriety tests are all physical coordination tests, as well as divided attention tests. What that means is that you have to do certain physical um, tasks and the officer is trying to see if you have balance and coordination. Uh, and they're also trying to see if you're following instructions, if, they, if you can do two things at once. That's the divided attention uh, part of things. So uh, one of the field sobriety tests is called the horizontal gaze nystagmus test. I know that's a mouthful, the HGN for short. And what that is, is that's the test that the officer will give you uh, where he or she will hold up a, a pen or their finger and they push it, uh, they go back and forth like this in front of you uh, and you have to follow that uh, the tip of the pen or the tip of the finger with your eyes only, not to move your head. So um, there are uh, six cues or clues uh, that they're looking for. So uh, one of the first things that they're looking for is if, if there is smooth pursuit. So what nystagmus is, that's the horizontal gaze nystagmus, what nystagmus is, is an involuntary, uh, basically a, a jerking of the eye, of the eyeball as it goes from side to side. Uh, so uh, if you're intoxicated, uh, you have nystagmus at a greater uh, level than you would otherwise. So what, they, what, what they're doing by going back and forth is they're trying to see if you're able to follow their uh, pen back and forth smoothly or does your eyeball sort of jerk as it goes. So that's the first thing that they're looking for is, is there smooth pursuit? Number two is, is there nystagmus prior to a 45 degree angle? So as not only are they looking for a smooth pursuit throughout, um, what they're looking for is when you're at, uh, when your eyeballs are at 45 degree angles from straight uh, in this zone right in here, is there nystagmus? Because everybody has nystagmus uh, outside of that uh, 45 degree angle. But inside of that, um, intoxication is more likely if you are, if your eyeball isn't able to smoothly go back and forth. So that's the second thing that they look for. And the third thing is, is there a nystagmus, that is that jerking motion at maximum deviation? I know all these sound uh, very technical and they are, uh, but if you if you read the police report, uh, this is this is the terminology that's being used. So what happens is at um, in this last thing that they're looking for is once your eyeball is all the way to the left or the right, um, they hold it there for a moment and they want to see is is your eye basically is your eyeball jerking uh, 
involuntarily at the maximum deviation. So if you're looking all the way to one side or the other, is your, is your eye sort of flickering back and forth? So those are the three things they're looking for. As I said, there are six cues or clues because you have, uh, obviously you have two eyes. Uh, so there are three, um, three clues that they're looking for times the two eyes. So there are six possible cues from this test. Besides the test itself, um, they are also looking to see uh, many things. Are you able to maintain your balance? Are you able to follow directions? Do you move your head instead of moving just your eyes back and forth? That's another cue uh, that, that they look for. Um, if, you're, if you start the test too soon, um, there's, a whole, uh, there's a whole bunch of other things that they're looking for. But those six clues are the main things that they're, that they're looking for. Now, having said all that, when the, um, the test, there are, there are uh, studies that will show that the horizontal gaze nystagmus test, if uh, administered properly, is, it gives a 77% um, indication, accurate indication, whether or not you're intoxicated. Um, so that's, that's the best test that, that they have. That combined with the other two tests, all three of them combined, uh, give something like an 86% uh, chance that they can accurately determine if you're uh, intoxicated or not. However, having said that, intoxication isn't the only reason that somebody would have nystagmus. There are a number of medical conditions that you could have and, not, and you could not be, have had anything to drink whatsoever. Uh, and some people just have that, um, have these medical conditions. So you could give what looks like a false positive to the, uh, to the test and the officer. So they would no notice and, and mark down that you have these clues or cues uh, and it might be that you're not intoxicated at all. You could be tired. Uh, you could have, uh, you know, a certain uh, eye um, diseases or conditions and so forth. Uh, so there are a whole, uh, a whole list of other things uh, that, that can cause this test uh, to, to look bad for you, uh, basically. Um, also, the officer may give the, the test incorrectly. So unless they follow all of the, uh, all of the protocols, the test basically is invalid. Plus, there are you know this is happening at at, at the at the roadside stop. Um, if it's at night, there are lights on, there are headlights going by, and there's a whole bunch of distractions that can also interfere with the test. So those are areas that can we can get into uh, in attacking the test. Now, having said all that, I will also tell you that the horizontal gaze nystagmus test is generally inadmissible in Massachusetts. That means that it cannot be brought in at the time of trial. So if you go to trial on an OUI and operating under the influence charge, that test is not coming in before the fact finder, be it a jury or a judge, unless there, the officer can testify that they are an expert in giving uh, in giving this um, in giving this test. So the officer has to be an expert in order for this test to be admissible, and that. Uh, very, very rarely happens. I have never seen it in my 26 years of practice uh, of it ever being introduced. Technically, it, it's possible. I suppose they could call an expert. The Commonwealth could call an expert uh, to verify, but that's never happened in my experience. Um, it, it's used to give the officer basically an, a better idea of whether or not you are operating under the influence and whether they should charge you. But the HGN test is not admissible. So no matter how badly you did it on the test, as according to the police officer, that test does not come in, uh, does not come into evidence. Speaking of not coming into evidence, keep in mind that you do not have to take the tests at all, any of the tests. 
So you have the right to remain silent. That includes um, participating in the field sobriety tests. They're trying to build a case against you. So you have the absolute right to refuse to take the tests and your refusal to take those tests cannot be brought uh, against you and used at the time of trial. So if you refuse the tests and you go to trial, the district attorney's office can't get up before the jury and say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I just want to let you know that we, uh, the officer offered to give field sobriety tests to this person and they declined trying to get them to draw the conclusion that you declined because you were intoxicated. If you refuse, that can't be used against you. That's my best piece of advice uh, when it comes to field sobriety tests. Don't take them, okay? So feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. Uh, feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about any criminal or family law matters in Massachusetts. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.